2: From Mueller to Smollett to Brexit, what is the theme of this week's news? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I am, uh, I was on last night filling in for Aram, that was super fun. And we started a conversation that uh, I I don't feel that we finished. I want to talk later on in the show about these red flag laws, laws that are designed to confiscate guns from people uh, if there's a red flag thrown that they may be about to blow, as Lindsey Graham says. Now, that is a... It, it's it's coming from the Republicans. And as a wise caller once told me, it'll take a Republican to enforce gun control because you're too sensitized to the Democrats trying to do it. And I feel like this partisanship is getting increasingly uh, both intense on the one hand, but meaningless on the other. I saw an, an article from Peggy Neen, and I didn't read the article I just found the headline and the sub headline really interesting to me this was i think from thursday's wall street journal the headline was the two americas have grown much fiercer the u.s was divided 46 years ago but no one saw it as a fight to the death 46 years ago was when nixon beat uh was it mcgovern in a landslide And when I see that, it's interesting to me because, funny enough, Nixon, in my mind, was, I mean, he opened up China. He instituted price and wage controls. Like, this guy wasn't what conservatives like to think of Republicans as being. But the, and I feel like today, the lines, they feel like they're more sharply drawn. But in fact, I feel like we're converging into the welfare warfare super state from both directions. You see these just blockbusting deficits from Trump and uh, the debt that's out of control and nobody's talking about. You hear about uh, Elliot Abrams intervening, leading the charge in our covert efforts to topple the government of Venezuela. And you don't really hear convincing pushback from the left. So really, I feel like Obama silenced the anti-war left and Trump is silencing the fiscal conservative right. And both neither parties, neither people will seriously defend at all costs the Bill of Rights, for example. But this idea of a divided country and this this left-right battle to the death, as Peggy Noonan suggests, it's one, there's a lot of evidence of this. It, to me, it's gratuitous conflict. And the evidence is all this talk about the deep state being Obama holdovers. Now, the deep state is a very important concept because what it's talking about is The state, the apparatus of control that lies behind the bureaucracy, behind the steady state of government that lies outside of the parties, outside of the elections. By attributing all this to Obama holdovers, you neutralize the term. And language is tricky like that. You neutralize the term, you might be neutralizing the concept. So there are—so I see— a lot of topics that make it look like there's a real fight going on. But what it plays into is this thing called the dialectic, which a lot of people are familiar with and a lot of people aren't. But the dialectic, I've talked about it many times. I always try to explain it because just briefly, because people, uh, it's like a, a, a term that's not used enough for people to really understand it in their souls. But it's this idea of a problem a reaction and a solution, or a thesis, an antithesis, and a synthesis. So they they give you, or they spin, or they manufacture, whatever, a problem. And then people will react to that, and you'll get uh, a policy suggested. One of the biggest things that I'm seeing today that plays into that is the Mueller report, the Mueller probe. Bill Barr, the attorney general, a deep state guy, just like Robert Mueller. We've talked about this on the show before. These people have very deep state. They are not fall on the sword constitutionalists. They're not even really, I think, party guys so much as deep state actors who work for powers that want central control and don't care if it's Democrat or liberal. So Bill Barr put out a report, a summary of the Mueller report saying uh, Mueller concluded that Trump was not colluding with Russia in Russia's efforts to undermine the election through social media manipulation, computer hacking, all this stuff. The first, the first paragraph of or the first uh, issue addressed by Barr in that summary of the Mueller report, it just lays out there that there's all sorts of Russian interference in our election. And if you listen to right-wing radio, that which I'm sure you do, I do, that they talk about Russia has been interfering with our politics and our election since before you were born. So they are assuming, stipulating, that that is the problem. And then... Everyone on both sides can agree that that problem needs to be addressed. And how do, are they going to address that problem? They're going to address that problem by strictly regulating social media and therefore political speech and controlling elections. But I think there's a, a another dialectic at work here, and I see it also in the Smollett case, is now after the Mueller report is out, people are coming back with, The Republicans are saying, see, uh, this guy's bad. The Democrats, the deep state Democrats have controlled this process. We need to get the good FBI to look into what the Democrats were up to. And they're saying the same thing about Smollett. We need the good FBI or the good law enforcement to investigate the bad law enforcement that let Smollett go. So there's all this factionalization and conflict among law enforcement. And I think there is a, a very big, important fundamental problem with this or goal that they're after. I believe that what they're trying to do is give us a, is to make us feel like the system is broken. That there's a fundamental problem And there needs to be a radical solution, maybe a drain the swamp kind of solution. But it reminds me of uh, an interview we've talked about before we've played clips of it of Michael Chertoff, who used to be the Department of Homeland Security's secretary, whatever, the head of that, said what he thinks we need for the 21st century is for Congress to sit down and fundamentally restructure our legal architecture. (laughs) And that to me is is such a scary thing. And the and the idea is we are in unprecedented times with unprecedented problems. My argument is that the American experiments greatness at post enlightenment was that it took 10,000 years of human civilization and trial and error and philosophizing and analysis of fundamental rights and what what individual liberty means and it came up with a system plus through common law through actually resolving issues and it came up with a system that that either thinks of everything or leaves open conflict resolution through common law or whatever where you can address all of these issues and so so many of the things that you're seeing like the red flag laws are saying, oh, we need a law to make sure that law enforcement can take your guns away if you're mentally ill, because nobody wants people with mental illness to have guns. But there are, actually, the, the example that's cited is Parkland. There are, that kid in Parkland who's accused of this killing spree, what, there were laws that would have gotten him uh, incarcerated, disarmed. They just weren't enforced. So they're telling us that the law is fundamentally broken and needs this kind of totalitarian overlay, or fundamental liberties need to be compromised. That's what they talk about. Like it, Lindsey Graham said, every right has limits. I'm like I don't think the right to self-defense, an innocent person's right to self-defense, has limits. So they're trying to convince us that, and then, and I even see Brexit folding into it because if you're following that at all they had a referendum that people did and they want britain to leave the eu and i from the beginning questioned whether that was ever really going to happen but the way it's failing is the parliamentary process the prime minister all that stuff they're not working right they can't resolve this conflict the system is broken and the more examples, the more the bigger a deal that's made of these failures. I mean, the Jesse Smollett case is a very minor case, no matter which way you look at it. Every it's even called a minor case. Yet the FBI wants to investigate how local law enforcement handled that, and it's just it's they're making a big deal of it because they want it to stick in your mind because they want to use it for a bigger issue, a bigger policy agenda. So. Let's. I know that's a lot of stuff, and it's deep and heavy. But I know you can handle it. So let's let's talk about it. What do you think is really going on in the Smollett thing? Do you think that Mueller should be investigated? Uh, do you think this is all just what you see is what you get? 404-872-0750, zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
3: Monica Perez Now there is a president who may have been elected but the real man in charge lives several miles underground On News 95.5 at AM 7:50 WSB
2: I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturday afternoons and we are talking I've got a big topic here but uh, I'm open to all viewpoints I want to talk about when when you hear these stories Smollett, Mueller, when you hear these stories and they get so much attention and they're so drama oriented and they're so personality oriented. And then you hear things like, uh, we have a $23 trillion national debt and nobody's talking about that. Or uh, Lindsey Graham wants to pass red flag laws that further encroach on the second amendment. Uh, you don't. The policy issues don't get the kind of coverage. But I think that these dramas serve a few purposes, specifically Mueller and Smollett. I'm going to talk about more of that at the bottom of the hour. But I want to know what you think the real purpose of these stories are. Muller and Smollett, 404 1800 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, and, but any, anything that's relevant to our conversation, I'm happy to hear. I'm going to go to Arthur in Stone Mountain. Hi, Arthur. You're on with Monica. Hey,
1: Monica. Hey. And hey to the Russian meddling. I think that's extremely hypocritical. Uh, Obama spent taxpayer money to affect you know the outcome of the Russian elections were Putin won. Um so we don't to me it's just a joke. That is a total joke. Anyway, yeah. do you
3: know, you know
1: countries have been meddling in the affairs of other countries for hundreds, you know, who knows how long. Thousands of years, from. anyway, that was yeah, it.
2: I agree with you. Thank you so much, Arthur. I, I would it's a good point and I would add if you dig into I've done numerous shows on this back, back a couple of years ago when it was in the news every day about our involvement in overturning the democratically elected government of the Ukraine similarly in Egypt Venezuela I mean I know people don't want to admit that you can have a uh, a pure socialist system that's voted up by democracy, I, it's a, one of my objections to democracy. as long if the if the haves are in a minority, even if it's just 49% and the have-nots uh, resent it, they can institute any form of injustice through the democratic process. However, we act like democracy is the objective good and that we would never violate it. And then that's when you start getting into American exceptionalism where we are an exception to these rules that we hold other people so firm to. And I would say there are other countries who are much more involved in our politics than Russia. Russia really doesn't even have the resources, I think, to make the kind of impact it would take to to sway our election but even most important is that the only russian bot that we've actually been proven exists was actually a front of a democratic operative new knowledge the company that wrote the the report on russian bots for the senate people are always shocked when i say that it's absolutely in evidence read it in the new york times and the washington post what you're not doing is hearing about it around the clock on fox where you should be hearing about it uh, so let's let's dig into it a little bit more At the bottom of the hour This is Monica Perez
3: Monica Perez
2: She's an anti-Terminator Terminator?
3: On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB
2: I am your libertarian voice On WSB Saturdays From 3 to 6 I have been We were talking about I try to take a different approach to the news of the week. It would drive you crazy, really, if you had to do what I do, which is like read the news constantly. the The big mainstream, the big headlines, because that is the important stuff. But it's not usually important for the reason they're telling you it's important. And if if you, it, I believe that most of it fall, I, all of it. I'm talking 24-7 cable news. So if you're flipping from Fox to CNN, I think that basically everything you're getting there is propaganda and that that it's and you can tell because it's the same stuff over and over again until you get the message they're trying to tell you. And it all it all starts with a basic assumption of what the story is and this it plays into the dialectic which has a few purposes i think so the dialectic is where there's a problem and then a reaction to the problem and then a solution the thesis antithesis and and synthesis if you if you don't question the nature of the problem you're a victim to being a reactor to the problem and then you're open to the policy solution so the idea of parkland the problem was we didn't have the laws in place to just for the government to be able to act unilaterally to take your guns away and so and then people say well the government shouldn't take your guns away and other people say they should but then you have a policy answer the fact is the laws were in place that could have prevented that but nobody really digs in same thing with the Mueller investigation They're saying, well, Russian interference. Did Trump collude? No, he didn't. And then the left and right start fighting. But everybody on left and right officially accepts the premise that Russia was interfering in our election, which I don't think there's evidence for that. Nobody's giving me evidence for that. They're just accepting it. And there is evidence that Russian bots were Democratic operatives. but. So, so the underlying thing is that they tell you what the problem is and, and they can either spin a real problem or even create problems. That's when I go deep, but my, uh, producer Binkley and sidekick here is, uh, you, you, you say this is, again, what was your reaction to that when you heard that?
0: Well, it reminds me of something called agenda setting theory, which is a social science theory that says that the media controls what people think about and how important they think those issues are.
2: Yes. And I I feel like the Overton window, are you familiar with that expression? Yes. Yeah. So the Overton window is where it's the theory that uh, you can't take a political position outside of whatever, let's call it, two standard deviations away from the mean position. So you can't get that. So I always thought that that might be an explanation for why Ron Paul was a strict libertarian, spreading the ideology, didn't care if he won or not. And then Rand Paul, he actually said that. Rand Paul, I think, possibly took the position, well, that doesn't, you can try that, but it clearly did not win. So I have to move into the Overton window in order to move the Overton window Towards the more liberty-oriented position,
0: right, and people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and the Green New Deal try and stretch and move that Overton window with these kind of outrageous proposals.
2: Yes, of course, right. So, so that's so. People ask me what was bernies Why why was Bernie there? Because I, I don't think Bernie really. I I think they. I think this politics, like at that level is, is a, is theater. I don't really think like when you see Bernie pissed off at Hillary and the DNC, I think that's acting. So like politics, are acting for whatever ugly people they say, <laughs> so I hate words like that. I'll use vulgarity, but I hate name calling. So, uh, so I think that that, and that his goal, his purpose was to move the Overton window to the left and she's a follower of his. So I, mm-hmm. I buy that. Uh, and then somebody like Biden is there to show you how and and when when AOC said that Lieberman, who dat, who dis, whatever, that's to show you how how infertile, how dead the previous mean was. Yeah. The previous middle was is is not fertile anymore. So you've got to abandon that. Those are guys who are put there to look uh, outdated that old Overton window is just too far to the Yeah,
0: and, and Joe Biden certainly accomplishes that.
2: Yes, he certainly does. He is the he is the straw man to be knocked down by a a uh, puppet of intersectionality. So I'm going to go to the phones 404 872 one 800 WSB Talk. I'm going to Isaac. Hey Isaac, so you're go on with to Monica Oh, you got to turn your radio off, Isaac. I'm going to Isaac. <laughs> Should I put you on hold? Yes, I am. Isaac. How are you? Good. How are you doing? You're on the air.
3: Oh, I'm so blessed. Anyway, the point I'd like to make, first of all, is is America, this is a republic, not a democracy. Your second president of the United States, John Adams, does quote, there has never been, nor is, nor ever shall be a successful democracy. Simply because a democracy, in mean, whatever form it is, is nothing but a preeminent socialism.
2: Interesting. Well, he can't have used the word socialism, did he? I, I think that's a modern. But yeah, I got you. I got you. No democracy, right? Because what you're saying is what I was saying earlier. Like, what wherever the dividing dividing line is, you know, if if there's a thousand, a hundred people, and forty-nine people are worth more than a uh, million dollars and 51 people are worth less than than a million dollars is the cutoff. And you get 50 percent taxes. So but Binkley wants to respond to you, Isaac. Uh, I, I think that's well, a fantastic point. Hold on,
3: Isaac. It, it basically Isaac, it, goes into the situation what it just said is the people are controlled by the media. They are told what to think, how to think it and what our outcome shall be. Simply because we are being downed down in this nation by a series of lies. Yes, And one of the main things I think should happen in America is, is command these folks that in the social science department, you command them to find the missing link or get this garbage out of our public schools.
2: Amen. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Isaac, you're taking me way down the rabbit hole. I, uh, I'm there. I get you though. I mean, I don't, I don't let, I think of everything as um, always refute never dismiss so people will laugh at you I always think of this as the question of god a certain generation maybe it's the same age group generation after generation whatever will laugh at you for suggesting that the only articulable explanation for creation is uh is an intelligence an intelligent entity it's a reasonable you know it holds together let's talk about it and people will laugh at you And I'm like, that's fine. I'll have this go. Don't dismiss it. (laughs) Laughing is not an argument. Laughing doesn't make me look stupid. It makes you look stupid. Uh, Binkley, you had a response.
0: I think Isaac made a fantastic point about this being a republic. I think they intentionally confuse that and they use the term democracy over and over and over again so that people who don't learn how our government really works believe that it's a democracy and believe that it should be mob rule.
2: Yeah, good point. I've got two... Two points to make about that. One is, regardless of whether we're a democracy, we act like we're out in the world keeping the world safe for democracy, that that democracy itself is the goal and that anything that we do can be justified. Even destroying democracy can be justified in the name of democracy. That's what they say about Venezuela. Elliot Abrams says we need a democracy that represents the people. In Venezuela. But my understanding of the Venezuela situation is it's a strictly haves versus haves not thing. And once you get democracy, you get what Isaac said, which is socialism, because they will make that especially in a bottom heavy society population wise like Venezuela. But, um... With so many so many hot topics, I'm happy to explore them all. But I want to get to some calls 404-872-0750 1-800 WSB Talk. I'm going to Jerry and John's Creek. Hi Jerry, you're on with Monica. Hey Monica. Hey. Hello? You're on the air, buddy. Hey, Thank you.
3: Sorry. No problem. Hey, just just wanted to let you know I absolutely love your show. Uh, binkley love you too brother you're informative you you make everybody think about different things in different ways i so wish you were on the on the air during the week maybe four to six something Whoa. like that i just wanted to let you know that
2: <laughs> thank you thank so you, much thank you jerry uh i consider myself like what Closer to the uh, evening wind down mindset, <laughs> like three to six is about as early as I I think I Oh, that for. Yep. Yeah. No, I uh, appreciate that very much. And um, if you're interested, Jerry probably knows this, but we also do a podcast, which we're so we we put this show up commercial free. Thank you very much, WSB. We post this on Wednesdays and then on Thursdays. We post our podcast on the Prop Report, or you can go to propagandareport.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, or iTunes, so you can find it. Just type in Monica Perez or Propaganda Report, and you can find our podcast. And we're um, you should be getting two a week now, which might scratch your itch. I don't know. And then, of course, always follow us on Twitter, at Monica Perez Show. So he gave you a shout-out there, Binkley. That's nice.
0: Yeah, that was nice. ha, <laughs> ha
2: you're underappreciated so that's good to have a little a little prop uh so yeah I mean actually it does surprise me that there's so much low-hanging fruit for me to even address in that the it's so partisan the media atmosphere is so partisan that neither side will point out, The problems with their own side because they don't want to, like Reagan said, the 11th commandment is uh, don't speak ill of a fellow Republican. So but what that paradoxically happens. So the two things I can think of right now, we should talk about them, is that nobody is defending Trump against the Mueller report by saying the Russian bots were Democrats, which would just end the conversation. I mean, just would end the conversation. It's all bull, but they're all playing into it. They're all playing into it. And then uh, this red flag law thing. We have a crazy clip of Trump, which we played yesterday, where he talks about take the guns first and worry about due process later. I want to play some of those clips. I want to play the clips of Lindsey Graham later. Maybe we'll do it in the third hour, the 5 o'clock hour. Because the so so what the paradox it sets up is, that the worst things that the things that you least want your party is the only one who can bring it because you as an opponent to it won't will fight tooth and nail against it when the other side comes but people will never throw it seems to me like the majority of partisan voters will never throw their party under the bus because of these what I call in indispensable wedge issues Now Obamacare is becoming one of them. But for us, traditionally, it's been abortion and gun rights that we say, well, I don't care. I will accept anything from a Republican or a Democrat if because the Supreme Court, those issues coming to the Supreme Court, I must have a uh, someone of my party in the Supreme Court. And and I actually think that is a sign that the Supreme Court has too much power. But the but that's what we we have we're just paralyzed we have a stranglehold because of this partisanship of these indispensable wedge issues so they'll never be resolved you can rest assured of that and or if they were to be they would be replaced by something else so let's i want to play some of this and i want to do something fun let's take a call after the break and then we're going to do something fun in the four o'clock hour this is monica perez
3: monica perez wait a minute it's the future. On News 95.5 at AM seven fifty WSB.
2: I'm your libertarian uh, voice on WSB Saturday afternoons. Going to some phones. I'm gonna go to Steve in Athens. Steve, you're on with Monica.
1: Hey, Monica, how are you?
2: Good. How you doing?
1: I'm not too bad. Listen, my comment kind of relates to what I think is going to play a big part next year in twenty twenty and. As an independent, I've never been on the fence when it comes to Trump. Um, I thought it was a joke when I first heard he was running. I was like, Oh, we're finally going to get to see it. Um, then the first time he spoke, I was I was on his side, and I have been ever since. But I know a lot of independents who have been on the fence, and I think over the three to six last three to six months, especially the media um, has and, and, and CNN mostly has driven independents to Trump. Um, the more that they lied to you and the more that they blatantly lied to you and tell you they didn't lie to you after they've already lied to you and been put, I think you see independents just running in droves towards Trump. And I, and I think next year, the independent vote is going to play a bigger part in the election than it has ever in history.
2: In 10 um, seconds, this- can you tell me why you think CNN is driving people to Trump?
1: I, I I just believe that the more that we see them lie, the more that they lie as much as they lied about the the Mueller report and to see things come out, I think people are saying, well, maybe everything Trump's telling us is the truth. Maybe these guys are lying about everything. We know that he's not the most you know the the greatest guy out there He's made a lot of bad decisions, but I think people are seeing that that Okay, the, economy's and yeah, the economy is good. Yeah, the economy, and
2: he has credibility. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, let me comment on that after this break. 404 wsb talk You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,